1: Okay, motherfucker!
0: What are you looking at, sir? I'm looking at you, miss. Run that,
2: baby. I'm not the Zodiac.
1: And if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Imprint Companion. This is a podcast that charts the entirety of the beautiful Blu-ray boutique label here in Australia, Imprint Films. I am one half of your physical media obsessed and often agonizing over, do I alphabetize by director? Do I Mm -hmm. make genre? Do I adhere to spine numbers? My name is Blake Howard and one of my dear friends, the Prince Of Australian podcasting. Alexi Toliopoulos is here with me as well.
1: And I'm going to go on the record. I'll admit to how I have mine set up right now. Let's go. I have got it separated by genre. I'm a video store guy at heart. I hearken back to that era of categorization. So I have it split up into genres. And people go, well, what if a movie straddles genres? Well, I pick which one it goes (laughs) in. I
2: pick which one. I am the dictator of mm-hmm. this video store in my house. And I'm going to do it. I have a couple of, I've got like, can I, can I say, yeah, I got of course. Mu- I've got multi-tiered. Yeah. I've got the criterion collection is by spine number. Me
1: too. And so is my imprint. imprint my imprints and criterions, they, they're spine number. Spine number. But I've recently imprint because I keep getting them. So I'm like, well, <laughs> no, I'm just going to put it at the end of the shelf. Uh, it's, it's easier it's, that it's, one. It's got to just get, keep going. Slots to the
2: end. In. And, but now I've recently, you know, you're, you're sitting mm-hmm. inside one Heatman Production Studios. Beautiful new shelves. I've decided to de- alphabetize the rest. I did have it mm. by I I've I've literally gone through alphabetized by director before, and then I had to go back to alphabetical because yeah. it was just too hectic.
1: I'm obsessed with my genre setup because I just look at I go. Oh, what are the genres? Ah, uh, okay. Really controversial. It's actually controversial. <laughs> um, my first genre is Australian. Great and New Zealand's yeah because that's kind of you know the antipodes yeah um and I a lot of people go well that's not a genre well I go well it's where I want to look for those things yes so I know what's there I know what's there I got the brain for it then silent movies oh I love that and then I go factual mm. slash special interest content because films. because
2: you you're a big like documentary filmmaker I'm a documentary, documentary guy po- documentary I documentary
1: it's my shit I love documentary. And then I go animation. Mm. And that includes anime. And then it goes crime thriller. Yes. Then I go horror, science where fiction. Does, where does
2: Science of the Lambs fit in that? Criterion
1: Collection, thank <laughs> God. Do didn't have to make the choice. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it'll probably be in crime thriller, though. Yeah, I yeah. I think that's why uh, I, I got a, Hannibal. Yeah. I think I got Hannibal. In the Hannibal is
2: really yeah. straddling, dude. Yeah, Hannibal is fucking that. brain gets eaten in that movie, dude. I know, yeah. I don't have a
1: brain eating section. <laughs> then I got fantasy, which includes Star Wars, because yeah. that's not a sci-fi. No. It is fantasy. Correct. And then...
2: Correct, you hear that?
1: Correct, dude. Then I think I got uh, action. Action. War, martial arts, <laughs> westerns, uh samurai movies, and martial arts kind of it goes from martial mm. arts to westerns through samurai films. Nice. And then comedy, and then just drama is like yeah. what's left at the end, like what doesn't fit <laughs> into the, the more substantial genres. But anyway, that's my brain. Welcome to my world, bitch. That's how I live my life. I like to go in and touch the the disc Welcome and get to my, my world,
2: bitch. It, yes, I love that. Yes, I I look. I'm I'm this close but I would do one thing slightly differently to yep. you is that I think I would have to break out westerns cuz I what I'm do you lo- mean are oh, oh, you mean you've got westerns separate too Oh, Westerns beautiful. are in there. Yeah, oh, they've yeah. got Westerns. No, the no. Western section. Oh, there's a Western section. Sorry, when yeah. you said some of those, I thought you said martial arts and Westerns sat together. Well, that's they're good. all sitting together uh, on but, a
1: shelf, man. Yeah, okay. I don't have like a separate, it's <laughs> like not like, I don't have corridors that go, all my Westerns are in this corridor. <laughs> I would love that. At that point, I've probably only got like 30 <laughs> Westerns or something, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. I love it. So it's, yeah, westerns, martial art movies, they're near each other. Love it,
2: love it. And all alphabetized in those genres. genre? Uh,
1: yeah, all pretty uh, at least close enough Close, to, close. To, so I got some fucking sitting on the side on top of them and uh, shit like that. It's gone crazy. And I got my stuff out on the my nice displays in the front because I got those... Those deep shelves. Anyway, yep. that's my life. Let's move on. We
2: have to. We yeah. have to. We've got three flicks uh, that we're going to cover. We're going to save um, one that is a psycho movie that w- and probably one of the best in the most recent batches of yeah, imprint. Yeah, Until tall. last, um, we'll, Billy Friedkin's Hurricane Billy's Bug. But we're going to talk about two films to start off with. Um, Lex and I, one of them I think is like video, like near Video, video Store, video store, big, video big store big Day. Time. Uh, movie yeah. Skeleton Key, which we're going to talk about next. But we're going to talk about a flick that Lex hasn't seen yet, which I did catch because I'm an Emily Blunt fan. Yeah, your which dream Blunt rotation, I'm, you and her, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and not John Krasinski. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, John. Um, this is a, a little flick from 2007 directed by Gregory Jacobs. It is called Chill. We had a class together, you know? Intro to modern philosophy.
0: What? There's like a million people in that class. <laughs> it's like Woodstock. So uh, are you doing anything over the break? Ugh, oh, I'm getting that laser eye surgery. But your glasses look so good on you. How would you know? I never wear them outside my dorm. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning for the entire eastern seaport. Temperatures will plunge with a wind chill reaching 30 degrees below zero. What the hell is this? Are we lost or something? It's a shortcut. Get back on I'm the down. highway. Relax. not oh, oh, Hello? hello?
2: hello? Any luck Windchill. I had never heard of this movie. It's about two college students who are sharing a quiet ride home together. It's like a holiday break, winter break. Um, Basically, Emily Blunt's character sees a little note on a notice board at her college that says, hey, if anyone's riding back to Delaware, um, I'm Mm -hmm. going back there. If you want to have a ride, you can split the the petrol, split the gas uh, with me. I'll give you a ride. And basically, it stars Emily Blunt and Ashton Holmes, who's like one of those – Ashton Holmes, you, you have a look at his face. You see him. You'll see, You've recognized him. He's kind oh, of like yeah, you this kn- fella. That that guy, basically. And I, I don't want to spoil too much, but what I will say is this: uh, he may not actually, he may not be living there. He might just be trying to get a ride with Emily Blunt. Mm. And on this trip, they stumble upon some weird sacrificial <gasps> shit going okay, down. Okay, I like and it that gets, kind of stuff. It gets really supernatural and weird and it's a kind of road movie that's w- disturbing and like uh, tension in there. So it has a lot of that great stuff but then it gets fucking weird which is quite good. So I can recommend it. Very atmospheric, very cool, and very cold. Um, and uh, I would recommend checking it out if you can. Sort of, mm. if you're like a, if you're especially, there is a horror subgenre of the horror road movie. Yeah. If you're into a horror road movie and like weird shit, this movie is mm. for you. I like had a
1: breakdown. Fun, like a oh, well, classic imprint breakdown.
2: Breakdown, ten out of ten mm. movie, but much less supernatural. Breakdown is just fucked up people. Yeah. Um, but this is this has got some weird supernatural elements to it, which I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it if there are folks out there who haven't seen it because it didn't, it's not a like- People don't know this movie. They don't know it. I don't know it. No, it's, but worth your time.
1: Yeah. It's got a great pedigree. Uh, Clint Mansell did the music. Executive producers, George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh.
2: Yeah. really, Really good little one. So yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with this one. Check it out if you can. And if, if you're like, I this is my genre horror thriller mm. weird supernatural road movies, all of those things intersect here. You'll probably pick this up in uh, a special. This is more like a this isn't like a Stone Cold Batchworthy kind of mm. flick. But if you are an Emily Blunt completist or a road movie person, yeah. like supernatural shit, this is going to be your thing.
1: And probably in the same ballpark as that is a movie <laughs> called Skeleton Key.
0: Oh my god. You have a visitor.
1: I present Miss Caroline Ellis. She works down at the hospice in New Orleans.
0: He can't talk at all.
1: Stroke pretty much paralyzed him. Happened about a month ago up in the attic.
0: Take good care of my husband. Be good to his house. There are more than 30 rooms in all. For the owner, they made a skeleton. key. This will open every door. The key you gave me for the house, there's a door in the attic, it doesn't open. That was their room. They were trying to conjure up voodoo. You know what voodoo is? It's magic. Leave her alone. I've seen the room. No child, you don't know what you've seen. You see him in the mirrors. You can't expect me to believe that you see ghosts in your mirrors. <laughs> Whatever they did to him, I'm not going to let them do it to me.
1: I have vivid memories of the ads for this movie coming out. This was one of those 2005 era... It's
2: Stir of Echoes it's ad level. Stir of
1: echoes. <laughs> it was on TV, the ads were constantly constantly the posters were everywhere for this movie and I kept on going like this has to be the scariest thing ever made. I was probably like 13, 14 when <laughs> this comes out. I do. I don't think I saw it. Um, man, this is nasty. It's it a is. nasty little movie. Yeah. Uh, is it great? Not quite. I don't know what a
2: fucking cast. It's got Kate Hudson, Gina Rollins, Peter yeah, Skarsgård, Gina Rollins,
1: Peter Skarsgård, and John, and John Hurt in you know, a basically non-verbal re- performance. Um, one thing that I will say before I even talk about the movie is there's special features on this <laughs> that are so funny um, that uh, I believe are like old featurettes from like back in like Primo 2005 DVD era, and uh, one of them. Is uh, Kate Hudson for one minute tells a ghost story about from like when her and her mom were like on a she was taken to a set with her mom that was staying like you know a a haunted house basically um, during the making of one of her mom's movies. Uh, What was the movie? She doesn't tell you. (laughs) What doesn't tell you what movie it was? I can't remember. I think I researched and I forgot completely. Um, But it's just like yeah, one and a half minutes talk to camera, like real. DVD era beyond channel like you know cable like where they'll go hey he's a behind the thing from the movie then John hurt reads a spooky story not even a spooky story it's just like a story about like um, American history basically it's like quite uh, you know it's a, this is this involves some grim areas of American history uh, of the deep south and stuff and then Jenna Rollins does a love spell. What? She just like gives you a love incantation spell. It's really weird. I show me the fucking- They're on boss. there, they're on the back.
2: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, really weird features. This is it's peak. Just, it this is
2: peak. DVD peak
1: era. DVD. And they just like, you know, they've got a bunch of the old featurettes brought them back. I think that's so funny. That's the fucking
2: bomb diggity.
1: It was so funny. And then also it's got actual good special
2: features. Yeah, like, Alexandra Helen yeah, Nicholas, who we doing love. Doing
1: audio commentary, one of my heroes. Yeah, so she's the funny. best. Best. Um, uh, yeah, great. It's a real. This is a weird movie. It's really... Um, <laughs> man i don't know i did not love this movie there's a few things to love about it uh, it's got a few freaky moments it's got some nice camera technique um but there's stuff and it's like fuck in 2005 they were doing shit like this it's crazy uh yeah it's a hard recommendation but those core four are great kate hudson's in a bit of a renaissance with uh this, she did like two big movies last year um, she was in the Night Glass Out sequel Glass, Glass Onion, Onion and this other movie called uh, Mona Lisa and the Moon or something like that yeah bad bad <laughs> bad I can't remember the title but it's like called Bad Mona Lisa great movie though I loved it oh. loved that film
2: she was she was probably one of the best things in Glass Onion and that had yeah. a lot of fun elements in it as well
0: when you drop those off come to the jukebox I want to introduce you to somebody You're very beautiful. I like hearing you talk.
2: If you want, you could stay here tonight.
0: That'd be nice. They live in your blood. What is that? Hey, you see it? It's a bug.
2: Jerry, you can't stay
0: here. You throw me out? Get out of Place is crawling with these things. And they feed on your brain. There's no bugs on your skin, you dig it out. I'll dig it out. We'll show you. Ah! December, from the Academy Award winning director of The Exorcist, Open the door! comes the movie the Chicago Tribune calls one of the most disturbing horror movies imaginable. We have to kill They want you to know they're there. Bug. We'll never really be safe again.
2: Now, this next one. We recently talked about Hurricane Billy. Mm, Billy Friedkin, one of
1: my heroes, William Friedkin.
2: Unbelievable. Now, what I hadn't known like until a recent and absolutely fantastic episode of the Talk Easy podcast with a friend of mine, Sam Fragoso, one of the best interviewers going around, former film critic, filmmaker. He did an amazing interview with Michael Shannon about his career, and Michael Shannon told some of the most beautiful stories about the incredible Pulitzer prize-winning playwright and actor, Tracy, Tracy Letts, Letts, who wrote the play Bug, which he starred in. And then when the movie was being made, Tracy Letts fought Tooth and Nail to get Michael Shannon out of the theatre because that's where he'd started his career to be a film actor. And I had never heard of Bug until literally that interview. A few like weeks, it feels like, later, we get announced that Bug is coming to this.
1: Yeah, it's been on my radar for a long time. I remember, like, like oh, from... William Friedkin, I love him, but there was like this movie just looked too sicko for me. It was
2: it it and it is sicko. Ashley Judd, who I absolutely one love, of and is, and she's one of my faves, and she's so underrated. Has a real purple patch in the sort of like late nineties, early two thousands, with things like Double Jeopardy mm. and like um she she's absolutely long came a spider, is that came one a of spider, hers? Yeah, yeah, really good, and she had some great movies, obviously. Time has told the story of her being blackballed essentially Mm. by the Weinstein company. But this is absolutely incredible. I was blown away by this absolutely straight up psycho paranoia movie. Mm. It is a movie about grief and paranoia and just, it is so baddie and fuck, it's good.
1: Yeah, it's it is a disturbing movie. Deeply disturbing. Deeply, deeply disturbing. The places this film goes by the end of it are hard to recover from. Oh.
2: It's not a tinfoil hat movie. It's a tinfoil house yeah. movie. It's nuts.
1: And that Michael Shannon performance, my Lord almighty, fantastic performance. Yeah. And what he done before this Groundhog Day? That's probably it. <laughs> Nothing. A couple of other little Nothing, things, tiny. you know. Tiny things. Tiny things. He is magnificent. The confidence in this performance is stunning. And uh, who is the actor that plays the ex that comes back into- Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. Great actor. Underappreciated actor. Fantastic in this movie. Yeah.
2: Harry Connick Jr. Who is also absolutely phenomenal in a serial killer movie. Copycat. Mm. With Sigourney Weaver. Wow. Fucking Badass Wow, maybe.
1: that's ripe for imprint copycat. Yeah, let's Real go. Real DVD <laughs> store that's era, DVD you know? That's DVD era shit. Wow, video store favorite copycat. Yeah. Um, I really loved Bug. It really disturbed me. It's an icky, dirty, grubby, nasty, horrifying, thrilling experience. And,
2: and you can totally see, this is why Billy Friedkin's career is so cool, is because he sees this movie that is like, Oh, he, sees, he sees a stage play mm. by Ch- chase Les like this is kind of like this fever dream that feels like it's unfilmable so many of his movies are so epic in scope yeah. even you know a lot of people talk about like the Exorcist and talk about obviously such an atmospheric movie set in mm. a house set in a single room etc but that movie has scale and yeah. scope and it's so so many of his movies do that this movie is just as claustrophobic and crazy mm. as you get and I think he is one of the most commanding filmmakers ever yeah of what it truly takes for people to feel a level of psychosis and, and 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 to be feeling like things are there and in some of his movies it's you know that subtext becomes text because it's like no you're actually demonically possessed mm. but here it's like there is a possession going on in this and it is like yeah as you said a, a movie that is so hard to recover from but yeah. I, I can't recommend it higher no, I can't I recommend it. It's fucking amazing. Blew me away. And he's a great
1: adapter of plays. Yes. He, one of his earliest movies is the adaptation of the boys in the band. Yes. Fantastic film. Great play. I adore that play. I love his adaptation of it. And now his final film is coming out probably this year, maybe next year, depending on a rollout of some kind, another adaptation of play, uh, the Kane mutiny court martial, um, experience. uh, (laughs) But then I think what I really appreciate about bug and what, really disturbed me about it when I was thinking about it. Really great adapting place. This, an unbelievable amount of safety in seeing this as a film where you've seen it behind the glass of your TV screen. There's a separation between the audience and the subject. I could not fathom seeing this as a play being in the same space as what's going on.
2: But being in the same space as Michael Shannon doing this, me. Doing I this get cancer for
1: my stomach twisting up <laughs> yeah. when watching this thing.
2: It, it like to see that and to have to bear mm. witness to it and having no, like, that's the thing why, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this too much, but like so many movie musicals for me, especially mm. when they're adapted from the stage, fail because if you ever are lucky enough to see a movie, uh, like a musical musical adaptation on a stage, mm. like a Phantom of the Opera, and then you see it come to like screens, it's like... <laughs> All the immediacy is gone. Mm. All, all that stuff that makes it so magical is gone. But here, I'm like, I'm good.
1: Yeah. I'm happy that the screen don't take is me there. do there, mate. Don't, I don't develop me too much. I don't want to be there.
2: No, yeah, no, no. Like, great film. Great film. Had such a great time. That is all for this second batch. Um, the second uh, part of the October um, batch and late September batches of imprint that we're going to be talking about. We have a monstrous November coming. Mm. And it's November.
1: It's two big box sets, right? Yeah,
2: there's an adventure, there's yep. a, there's Noirs, and then there's a couple of other Isn't really- Is that a
1: Marlon Brando box set?
2: Uh, no, wait. That's December, bro. I'm talking oh, about November. I'm talking about November. Yeah. December is the incredible Sydney Lumet mm-hmm. and a Brando box and some other extras. And yeah. fortunately, we have a January break because we are going to go deep on this and we have a massive- And then Imprint has, as we discussed in our last pod, but if you didn't listen- Huge announcement. Imprint Asia is coming in 2024 along with the Imprint Films collection, but they are going to funnel a whole bunch of what would normally be on their imprint collection into their Imprint a Asia new label. Sub-label. A sub-label incredible stuff i can't wait i'm super excited about i want to see all the talent they get for the boxes and the commentaries and the essays it's going to be unbelievable so these were fun but man like honestly if if it's not in the batch because the rest of the batch doesn't grab you yeah grab bug bug grab bug grab bug grab bug yeah, that
1: skeleton key if you like that kind of stuff
2: <laughs> dude i want to see the ghost story but yeah it's so fun and the incantation it's
1: awesome to go like wow this is what DVDs used to be like and then there's what also like well this is what DVDs are like now <laughs> that's the golden age to have both of them together oh wow it's
2: real fun it's so good um thank you so much for listening guys uh lex um is still kicking along on special features with cam yeah. james doing Part two, I'm so looking forward to listening mm-hmm. to part two of the Kevin Smith trilogy. movie podcast trilogy.
1: And I'll tell you what the titles are. The first episode is, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Episode two, We Still Need to Talk About <laughs> Kevin. Followed by, We Will Always Need to Talk About Kevin.
2: Oh my goodness. that yeah, is with so a lot
1: of different references <laughs> going along in those ones.
2: Oh, so good. Well... Um, You can find Alex on socials at this is Alexi. I'm at one Blake minute. Um, Really terrific bunch of pods um, coming up. Miami Nice's great. Henson Caper is onto the dark crystal in this next episode. We are halfway through this incredible series. That's the sound they make in dark crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Hire this man. (laughs) Brian Henson Company has got voices. Mm -hmm. He's talented.
1: Please do. Get him
2: under a puppet.
1: Man, it was so funny. One time I met someone who, it was like at a friend's birthday party that like had worked for the Henson company, wow. Brian Henson, and worked directly with Brian Henson. And they were shocked by how much I knew about the man, Brian Henson. <laughs> I was like, I just like him a lot as a filmmaker. I liked Happy Time Murders. I yeah, loved it. Yeah. I like all his movies.
2: Yeah. And his dad was truly a genius. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good. And it's been so fun. Ethan Warren is the writer on that show. I'm just producing and he's assembled such an amazing crew of guests. And it's been such a, a treat to collaborate with Ethan again. And a little bit later in the year, Midnight Run Through. Ooh. And I can, you want me to spill the beans here with you? Don't Alex?
1: tell me you got the Duke.
2: We didn't get the Duke. He's yeah. now gracefully passed yeah. away. May your rest in peace. But we did get George Geller, the writer.
1: Oh, holy shit. And it, you got the guy that wrote you got the dick.
2: <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> even better. Um, so we got it. Very exciting times. Jen Johans and I are doing that one. If you haven't listened to Jen's great podcast, watch with Jen. Go find it. Catch up. Mm. One of the most thoughtful, beautifully put together podcasts. Great guests. Um, people love talking to Jen and I, so do I. Um, guys, thank you for listening. This has been Imprint Companion. Uh, I'm Blake. He was Alexi. And uh, we'll catch you on another Imprint Companion for a massive November. November. And then a massive December soon.
1: Yeah, the guy was surprised I knew that Brian Hintz was married to Mia Sarah. That was the thing that he's really still on him. the
2: beat. He's still on it.